Before we dive into this episode with my friends Rachel and Lindsay to talk about how knowing your values shapes the way that you show up in your home and in your business, I'm going to share with you about my friends at Joshua House. This is a missionary family that my husband and my mother and father-in-law know personally and for eternity and until is partnering with them to help meet the needs for the people in the Ukraine. Jim and Sandy have worked tirelessly together for over 30 years, rescuing children and sharing the good news and love of Jesus with the people in Ukraine. They moved to the Ukraine in 1993 for what they thought would be a year mission trip. And shortly after arriving, heartbreak shook their home with the loss of their young son, Joshua. And in the aftermath of this tragedy, these grieving parents were absolutely undone after witnessing the broken and hurting children living on the streets in the Ukraine. So instead of just staying for a year, they decided to stay permanently and the vision for Joshua House was born. Now, Jim and Sandy have become parents to hundreds of formerly orphaned, abused, and abandoned Ukrainian children, and God's brought the fatherless and the childless together and made them one big loving family. And with the war and the rising tension in Ukraine, their facility is now being used as a safe home to shelter refugees, and for eternity, Anantil has the privilege to partner and help them raise money for necessary supplies and remodeling for their facility to meet the needs of the people who are traveling there for shelter. Their goal is to raise a hundred thousand dollars over the next five weeks and to help make that happen we really need your help if you've been seeking a trusted place to offer your financial support for those displaced in the ukraine consider making a donation you can go to joshuahousecares.org to donate i put their website and their direct paypal link in the show notes below you're listening to for eternity and until where together we uncover how to bring heaven to earth in our everyday choices and live the life we were created for. I'm your host, Tori Mayhine, and I'm so glad you're here. Let's get this party started. I am so excited to have my friends Rachel and Lindsay here with me today. We were just praying and discussing some things before pressing and record about how passionate we are about seeing women come alive in alignment with God's truth and who they are created to be in him through our businesses, through entrepreneurship, and also through motherhood. And when I was thinking about women that I could invite to just showcase for us their stories, number one, but also their insight and their wisdom as um, women who are in the online entrepreneurial space, who are also raising children and um, holding lots within their hands between business and family and responsibilities and ministry. I thought of these two incredible leaders And um, I'm just so incredibly grateful, Rachel and Lindsay, that you're here. Thank you for being here and offering your stories today. It's a privilege. Thank you. I am going to do a little icebreaker for each of you. These are kind of silly questions, but it's enough for we can immediately start feeling like we're at a coffee shop and we're getting to know each other and it's a safe and comfortable place. Um, So Rachel, I'm going to actually start with you. I'm going to ask you five fast blast questions, and I just want you to answer them as quickly and honestly as possible. You ready? Uh-huh. Okay. Could you describe yourself in one word? Mm, I am steady. How exciting is that? I'm steady. <laughs> okay. Number two, 
where is your happy place? Oh, I love, I love, love, love experiencing new things with my family. So travel, adventure, kind of things like that. Name something that you are absolutely obsessed with right now. Chocolate protein oatmeal. Ooh, I like it. I'm going to try it. Okay. Number four, if you could eat one meal forever, what would it be? Fried chicken. Like I can eat that every day for the rest of my life, but I would. I feel most myself when I am fill in the blank. Camping. 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 Love to camp. I'm getting to know you at a whole new level in these five questions. I could ask more questions, but I'm going to turn it over to Lindsay. (laughs) Same five questions. Ready? Number one, describe yourself in one word. Understanding. Understanding. You guys, these are great words. Mm -hmm. Steady and understanding. It's going to be a good podcast. Okay. Number two, (laughs) where is your happy place? I think wherever my people are, I too am a total adventurer, but I also, my happy place is warm weather for sure. Name something that you're absolutely obsessed with right now. Uh, does Nashville count? Nashville like we were counts, just there this weekend. Let's go. <laughs> and I'm obsessed. I'm absolutely obsessed. <laughs> oh, next time you're in town, you got to tell me. That's amazing. What was your favorite thing you did yeah. when you were in Nashville? Just the live music, mm-hmm. like everywhere. Yes. I'm like, this is fantastic. Everywhere you go. That's a Nashville yes. staple. Okay. Number four, if you could only eat one meal forever, what would it be? Chips and guac and salsa. I feel most myself when I am in my kitchen dancing with my boys. I love that. Okay. So both of you took our work from worth course and you both lead teams in the health and wellness field as leaders in your industry. And the reason why I wanted to bring you both on is we have a lot of women who are work from home or entrepreneurial, ambitious women of faith who listen to the podcast. And maybe you don't fall into that category, but you're someone who wants to intentionally lead in their home and in their ministry or in their um, volunteer work or whatever fills your time. Because the truth is, is that whether or not you have a business or you're an entrepreneur, fill in the blank for the titles, your life is full of meaningful work. You hear me say this all the time on the podcast, you cannot live without working. And it's actually something that we can delight ourselves in. And it's a way that God speaks to us and uses us. It's not out of punishment, but it's actually out of delight, especially when it's in the right order of how God designed it to be. I wanted to talk about how the framework of the work from worth course and the things that you learned through this process helped bring awareness for not just where you are right now in your business, but also your journeys leading up to this moment and how you're wanting to change and shift the way that you are doing your work in the future. So Rachel, I'd actually love to start with you. Could you tell us what are your core values? Sure. I would love to. And honestly, like, if, can I just plug your, your course? Like if you're considering Absolutely. doing this, like, please, by all means, please do it because I would consider myself a very grounded woman of faith, but going through this course from the perspective that you took me through, um, really opened my eyes even further to not only my values, but like my future, you know, where do I want to go based on this? Now, where does God want me to go based on this knowledge? So take the course, please take the course. Um, so my core values were discipline, family and health, which totally line up with what I do. I just, 
hadn't been working maybe from that perspective, but yeah, discipline, family, and health. So when you think about these top three values, what is a story that comes to mind that shaped those values in your life? You know, I kind of struggled with this. I'll be honest, thinking about like one story, but I think that the fact that I didn't come from a, a family of a strong family union unit that encouraged me to be very disciplined. If that makes sense, you might, my, my yeah. My parents broke up when I was young and it was um, just, it was not a stable necessarily home. Uh, I grew up in a home with a lot of love, but there was not a lot of discipline. There was not a lot of like, you know, grounded family uh, values. And so I think that made me crave those things, really made me crave those things and miss them even more. And so when I became a follower of Christ, you know, family and discipline are things that jumped out from God's word to mm. me because I was so hungry for them. Mm. So this isn't something that you saw exemplified in your life, but it's actually evident in character of God yes. redefining you. Like Galatians says, it's no longer I who lives, but Christ lives in me. We end up taking those moments of brokenness in our story and seeing the redemption yeah. of God work. Yeah through those. Yes. Things. And, and God got my attention, um, with my health when I was, after I had my kids, I was struggling with high cholesterol, raging hormones. And it was one of the things that mm. he used to call me out of a place of complacency and just kind of honestly drifting, um, in my faith. And, you know, he did use this, this business and the company that I linked arms with to, you know, I was thinking as you were speaking earlier that he used health to help me start my business, but he's used my business to grow my faith, um, in so oh, many incredible good. ways. Yeah. I'm going to shift to you, Lindsay, and then I have some more questions for you, Rachel. Could you share your top values for us too? So my top values are actually freedom and unity slash community. I feel like that one to me is kind of tied. Um, and then adventure mm. is an, another top value. Of mine. That's awesome. Okay. Expound on these things because this always comes just like what Rachel expressed to us with this story and experiences that helped shape those values. What did that look like for you? So it's super interesting actually hearing kind of how your, you know, growing up situation, how it shaped your values. Because for me, I had that very strong, like stable family unit and I had the structure and the rules and all of those things. But even growing up from, you know, a young age, like freedom was something that I always craved. And back, you know, in my younger years, I think it definitely came out in me looking for that like fleshly freedom. And mm -hmm. my parents would probably say I was like the most rebellious child that they parented. God love my parents. <laughs> um, poor, I feel terrible for them. But um, but it, it's interesting how that has kind of shaped then that desire for me to like truly live. To me now, freedom means a lot different thing than it did growing up, but it definitely is probably my core value. It's interesting when you're looking back at the story that has shaped you and these milestone moments in your life. I actually took a, um, a therapy course where you had to make a timeline and on, in one section of the timeline. It was just facts. Was born here, moved here, you know, got married here, went to school here. You know, these things that typically when I ask 
you, Rachel, or you, Lindsay, oh, I went to school here and grew up here, like all the factual elements. But then the, the timeline expanded into what joy was happening during that time frame, what grief was happening during that time frame. What was your perception of God during that time frame? And what was your perception of yourself at that time frame? And to see those factual elements coincide with what was happening in my spirit and how I would describe myself in different stages and seasons of my life, when we're attuned to the story that shapes us and we help other people understand those same stories and and core elements to who God created them to be, like their values and their gifts, there comes this well-rounded picture and light to the whole perspective of what they're doing, not just the monotonous, you know, oh, I got to do these things for my business, but the real breath of purpose behind that. Let's expound here just a little layer deeper. For you, Rachel, you touched on this a little bit, but were these values that you described for us, which was discipline, family, and health, right? If I'm Mm -hmm. remembering them. Yes. Was discipline and family and health the reason why you stepped into what you're called to do right now? Or was it something that ended up shaping and molding into those things throughout your journey? What did that look like? I I would say both. I would say when I started my business, I was hungry for, um, I was hungry to be the healthiest version of myself for my family because Rachel first edition was kind of destructive with my hormones and, you know, like my, my, my body was fighting against me because of the way I was treating it. And I found a system of working out of eating that was sustainable, that I felt like honored God, that I felt like would be a good example for my family. And I wanted the next level of accountability. So I guess that discipline in sticking with what I had found, I had no visions of, of really long-term what that would look like. I had no visions of, of coming home to my family. I had no visions really of creating this ripple effect. Initially, I wanted accountability and I felt like starting the business and, you know, posting on social media and things like that would help me with that accountability. And I always say that God has given me dreams like incrementally. He hasn't laid out the whole plan for me. Yeah, he really does, you know. I would, run, I would run. If he had told me you're going to be homeschooling your kids in five years, I'd have been like, huh, I quit and run back to what I was doing. Uh, but you know, it, those have, they have led my business in different ways and at different levels, um, all seven years. And even today, you know, I show up for my business on days. I don't want to one, because God's word. I say, I tell people discipline looks good on you, girl, you know, like it, that you do have to discipline yourself to build a business and build it consistently. But I also show up for my business because I love my life. I'm thankful for the life that God has given me to be with my children every day, to be able to disciple them and to, you know, help other women find that freedom. Lindsay, um, you know, and in their health and in their finances and in the, the life that God is calling them to live. So yeah, at every level they have influenced me. I just didn't really put it together that way until Mm I took your course. Once the veil is torn for another opportunity or another way of living, you kind of have a choice of, will Mm -hmm. I move forward toward that in faith and contentment, or will I move forward with striving and comparison and how easy those things can, 
you know, correlate and you can cross over to a motivation that is contrary to what God's called you to do. What did that look like for you? How these have been tested in my business. Um, I would say that it's been really easy and it's very, it's been because I am such a disciplined person. It's been easy to let pride get in the way and, you know, to also some at times be resentful of other people who are not as disciplined as myself, if that makes sense. And those are both sinful reactions to, um, you know, to that, that discipline of being disciplined. Um, and so, yeah, like I've really battled that, like God helped me to, to not consider, put myself on a pedestal because, you know, I am so consistent. I am so disciplined, Help me to teach other women how, who don't, this doesn't come naturally to teach them how to be more disciplined. Um, obviously, I think we all understand with family how easily a business can sleep, slip in and take over, take priority over, you know, family time. I've had to fight for that, putting, keeping it a priority. I don't like the word balance, but I like the word boundaries, um, putting boundaries around, you know, what's most important. And my family has to be, you know, if I forsake them to build a business, it's all for naught. And then of course my health, like I do believe Jesus can completely set us free from our strongholds. Like his, he has power to do anything, but some days I feel like Paul and I'm like, why do I do the things that I know I don't want to do when it comes to my health? And so that is, um, and I'm, I'm thankful for that in a lot of ways that I do still struggle. I struggle with binge eating, with volume eating. Um, you know, just it's it, it's a habit I formed when I was pregnant and nursing, and it's just stuck with me. And because it stuck stuck with me, it's something that I've had to continue to fight for, which has also made me stronger as a business owner and as a leader. So, you know, all three of those values have definitely helped build my business, but I've also had to fight against specific things because they are so important to me. Yeah, that's great insight. Okay, Lindsay, your turn. Tell me how these values shaped you in the beginning of your entrepreneurial journey and how they were tested along the way. I think a lot of times in this industry, it's the flashy bait. I mean, if you heard my values, it's freedom, adventure, like community, like that's the flashy bait that is literally thrown out there um, in this industry a lot of times. And so I think I fell for that flashy bait and it really was when I, I really started to dive into this value work that it really made me take a step back and say, whoa. And I had actually hit this adrenal fatigue and really struggled with burnout through my striving and through, you know, chasing after these things that I valued yet all for the wrong reason. I mean, truly hustling for my worth. And so, um, you know, as I, as I started to like uncover my values, that's really when I really started to like pivot and whoa, wait a second. I have a beautiful gift here with this business, but I also need to check my motives. My values didn't change from the beginning until now when I started my business, but my motives have changed big time. Um, so I would say now just seeing the freedom as being obedient to where God has called me. And if God has called me to a slower pace, I get that freedom in that versus in, you know, me hustling for the paycheck to pay for all the things. So I'm free in, in that regard. Um, yeah, starting that journey and kind of how my values have been shaped 
they've definitely been tested. You know, the beauty of this business is there is a system in place. We get to follow that system and it's simple, but where they were really tested within that business um, model is that then I really sacrificed my gifts, my values, my, that freedom that I crave to kind of fit into the box, to follow the system and be who I thought I was supposed to be. And so um, really it was, I feel like after this kind of fall and this true surrendering that that's when I really now have been able to pivot and step into working my business to a slower pace now than what I was at before, but also being okay with that and being grounded in everything truly this course offers is working from your worth. Yeah, this is so good. And it's so honest from both of you on both ends that as leaders who are leading, I always say there's really just when you think of the leaders that inspire you, there's no such thing as this fearless leader or this perfect leader. Because if you were to tell me that you had a perfect leader or a fearless leader, I'm like, oh, then you're following a lie. It's important to remember that like, Proverbs 31 woman, which is this ideal woman in the Proverbs, it's the last chapter in the book of Proverbs in the Bible. She owns three businesses, but she also knows how to order her days and order her priorities. I'm going to break really quick to tell you about our sponsor, Talk About. It's a resource that was created by Awana. And it's a discipleship resource for parents and caregivers who want to have more intentional conversations with their kids about the Bible and their faith. With your membership, you'll receive resources every week in your email that will help you practically start conversations. I know that for me, it's really helpful to have a guide for some of these things rather than just always using the examples around us so I could be really intentional. I also think this is a fantastic resource for homeschool families that are looking for a Bible curriculum that's more relationship focused. Go to talkaboutdiscipleship.com. The link is in the bio and you can get your first month free using the code, all caps, ETERNITY. And of course, she's not a real person. She's an ideal. But we have this boss babe mentality, this um, this belief that we need to build something to make our families proud, build something that leaves a legacy, build something that creates an impact. When everything that you do for the glory of God holds that authority. So when it's being motivated by anything that's contrary to the glory of God or the good of others and the growth that he's desiring to do in and through us, then a good thing stops becoming a God thing. And every good thing is not a God thing. There's plenty of good things out there that God could call me to. But unless there is a clear voice and direction of truth that's leading me in that pathway forward and I'm honoring the boundaries that exist in scripture, just for our own humans, humanities speaking, like both you, Rachel and Lindsay, you, cause you're in the health and wellness industry and you're in business. God has designed you to need to rest. He's designed you to need to eat in the right boundaries and proportions. He's designed you to be present. He's designed you to work. He's also designed you for relationship. 
And in the quest of being an ambitious woman, so easy to lay down some of these, quote, unproductive things in order to chase after growth and productivity in a way that humans can measure. When really, we talk about this in the course, this four Bs, behold and believe and behave and become. When we're beholding God and we're beholding, shifting our gaze to something that is true and allowing that to shift the way that you believe and that translates to your your behavior and who you become as a result, everything changes when the industry standard or the person you're trying to measure up to or the ideal that you're trying to live up to is no longer the center focus of what you're beholding, but instead you're beholding God and his ability to work in and through you according to the design that he's created for you. And that changes everything. And I know that that you know this. So will you expound for us on a couple boundaries that were necessary for you as an entrepreneur, as mothers, um, to protect the health of this journey of entrepreneurship? Lindsay, will you start? And then Rachel can go after you. Yeah, I would say, you know, first and foremost, like just getting my priorities in line and really taking a good hard look um, at where was I spending my time. And for me, like a a big red flag is when I start to get resentful and it's the resentfulness, you know, of the interruption, so to speak, of my kids. And that was like, whoa, okay, got to figure this out again, take a step back, pause. So I think practically speaking for me, you know, it looked like taking a second to step back and just reevaluate things without being so eyeballs deep in the business and the shoulds and the expectations of everybody else. And so at the time, you know, it definitely felt like I was letting people down because I was no longer in the spaces where I had been showing up um, very consistently before. Um, health-wise, you know, I think it was, it was getting back to prioritizing sleep. I mean, I hate to admit this, but in my hardest season, I would get coffee. I would drink coffee at like 7 PM at night and I would stay up and work or get house stuff done, whatever I needed to do to literally hustle to like one or 2 AM and then sleep for a few hours to then wake the kids up. I mean, and then I'm preaching health and wellness. (laughs) So uh, just really getting back to, wait a second, taking that pause, reevaluating. And um, I did start with, you know, one, where am I called? And then two, my physical health has to be a priority for me to be able to pour out to anybody else. Could I pause here for a second and just dive in a little bit deeper with you? What was Mm -hmm. the belief that you were believing that led you to the behavior of drinking a cup of coffee at seven and staying up till 2 a.m.? What were you believing in that season? In that season, it was success is having the clean house. Success is getting all the to-dos done, you know, which led to that like hustle behavior. And now my belief is, no, success is being obedient. He will provide when it is my time to like go and shine and do all the things like He will provide the people, the resources, all of that for me to be where I'm at when he's called me there. And right now he's called me to be at home in love on my babies. And that has to be my number one priority before doing all the to-dos and business things. 
Yeah. You mentioned that the resentment shifted from your children interrupting you to then needing to navigate the emotional, the emotional burden of not meeting up to the expectations of your leaders and the people around you. I think it's important to know that even in aligning your values correctly, even in obedience, you're still going to have to evaluate the beliefs that are fueling your behavior so that you can correctly align them. When you are obedient, it is not void of the hard. It is not void of the difficulty. And it's not void of this feeling of resentment. It's almost every moment of every day when we bring things back into alignment, we're able to surrender those things to God, feel them, invite Holy Spirit in and surrender them. Yes. So good. Rachel, will you expound on this for us? What are some boundaries that you had to place in order to protect the health of both your business, but also your relationships and your own spirit? I mean, it's no secret. And you can tell by my, my number one value. I love to work. Like I love to work. I have worked since I was 15 years old. Um, you know, we, ha- I had to work when I was 15 years old, but I truly enjoy working. Like I had never had visions of like having a family and staying home or anything like that. And so the fact that I do that is almost, it makes me laugh. Like no one, but God could have led me here. So, you know, but same Lindsay, um, when I did start to homeschool, even before we started homeschooling and my kids were in public school and I worked my job, like when, when it was time to pick them up, I was like, Oh, I gotta stop working, you know, and that, that doesn't make me proud to share that, but I did have those feelings as much as I love and adore my family. Um, I also put work up there with them and, you know, you guys probably have some type of, of tracker, some system that guides the work that you do in your industry. I do too. And mine is on there. It has Monday through Sunday. Okay. Every single day you're supposed to do these business building activities. And I felt like I had to, because that's what somebody else was doing. And that's what somebody else told me to do. And I felt like if I didn't do those things every day, I wasn't a good leader. I wasn't going to, you know, help other people build their business. And so I have really had to work through that lie. Um, And now I teach my team whenever a new coach joins my team on like Monday through Friday, you're going to do these things Monday through Friday, catch up Saturday morning if you have to, but Saturdays are for family and for Jesus. Right. And so weekends are for family and Jesus every day is, but you get what I'm saying. Um, And so like, I really had to break this mold that was created, not, not, with bad intentions by our industry was with good intentions to help us help more people. But, you know, I had to line that up with what God was calling me to do. And he was not calling me to grow my social media on the weekends or, you know, like invite people to my business on Sundays. Like he was just not calling me to do that. He was calling me to rest. He was calling me to set that example. And I just, everything that I have learned through my business, I'm asking God to show me how can I set a good example for my kids? Cause they're growing up in a world that is, it's going to be worse than the one we grew up in. Right. And so, you know, just setting those boundaries for my business, like sets an example for the people who follow me, the people who join me and the people in my home. And so that has been, Oh, it's been a journey of seven and a half years that I wouldn't give up for anything. What I'm hearing from you in in your journey, that when you're working from a place of worthiness, you're working in a place of surrender. 
And when we're working in a place of surrender and God is not just God or out there and we don't just believe that he exists, but he's made the Lord of our life. That when he calls us to do something, even when it's contrary to a leader's voice or contrary to an industry standard, we can trust that obedience precedes blessing. Like you see it all through the Old Testament, that when God tells them to do something very specific, even when it came down to allowing the land to rest on the seventh year of every single seven-year cycle, when they failed to do that, it ended up leading the Israelites into 40 years of slavery to make up for all of the years that they didn't rest. And if we are not careful to understand our design as as the image of God, then we can end up believing that in order to do the good, in order for God to make the impact across the world, in order for the growth in my business, in order for my my physical needs to be met, if it's going to be, it's up to me, which is the slogan that you hear all the time. When our very ability to work the life that we've lived up to this point, the blessing of our family, the blessing of our businesses, and all of the ins and outs of who we are is sustained and begun in him. I find it interesting that um, Adam was not created until day six. And then the first day on the job, what was his job? Rest. <laughs> he, didn't, he didn't create Adam on day one. He's like, all right, get to work. We got lives jam-packed. We got a world to create. Get your, get your gloves on and get your boots on and let's go. But along the way, especially for ambitious women of faith, where there's this extra level of needing to prove I can, I can like Lindsay, I've so been there in different seasons, drinking that cup of coffee at seven o'clock and working until 1am because if my house isn't clean and if my kids aren't prepared for, and if I didn't cross off every to-do list item on my list, then who am I apart from what I do and what I achieve and what I can measure? Oh, but the grace of God that meets us in the midst of our striving to invite us to a place to work from rest and to work from a place of worthiness that is anchored in him and his finished work and in his ability, that's a life where we can work hard and also rest with trust and faith that he is the one who begins and sustains and finishes the work in every facet of our existence period. And so when we live in that within those boundaries, it does change and in such good and effortless, beautiful way of that. Take my yoke upon you. Take my work tool upon you. Learn from me. I'm gentle. I'm lowly in heart. If you're doing the work that I have designed for you to do and called you to do according to the way that I've called you to do it, it won't come with pressure to perform. It won't come with striving. It's okay. Lay your head on your pillow at 10 p.m. at night and wake up the next day at 7 a.m. And I promise you that it's enough time because what he can do in a moment, we could never accomplish in an entire lifetime. And that's the true freedom as ambitious women of faith, no matter what your industry is that you're a part of, that we get to offer to our communities. That's actual freedom. Preach. <laughs> I love it. Um, as we wrap up, I'd love to know from each of you, what is your favorite Bible verse? And the reason why I ask this is because it typically summarizes a bit of the story of the person that I'm talking to. Um, 
it kind of brings us in a layer deeper of the true purpose that God has called you to. So Rachel, why don't you start? And then Lindsay, you can tell us yours. Yeah, mine is Deuteronomy 2, verse 3. And um, I'm sure your listeners know this, that always, you know, read within the context of the scripture. Um, but two ver- Deuteronomy 2, verse 3 says, you've circled this mountain long enough, now turn north. And that was originally part of my health and fitness journey, just, you know, circling that mountain of self-defeat. And, you know, God's saying, that's enough, Rachel. Let's like m- move away from this, right? But just, I, I'm a woman prone to strongholds. I am a woman prone to, you know, um, compulsive behaviors and, you know, whether it's work or whether it's eating. And so that scripture verse is one I quote over and over and over when I get sucked back into that cycle of work or finding my worth and the recognition or the dollars, you know, God says, Nope, Nope, not going back around that mountain again, keep going North, you know? So that's my verse. Oh, I love that. Lindsay, what's yours? Mine is Hebrews 12, one, let us throw off everything that hinders us and ensnares us and run our race with endurance. Yeah. And for me, it just honestly like encapsulates the freedom, you know? And so it's so interesting to look at it in that light. Cause I'm like, yes, that to me is like straight freedom. And I love for both of your guys' verses, there's still forward movement for you, Rachel. It's look North, let's go. And for you, Lindsay, it's press on toward the race of the upward call in Christ Jesus. And for you, Rachel, it was lay off, lay off the hindrances in the same way that Lindsay's verse exemplifies, stop circling this mountain and move in a different direction. And Lindsay, it's cast off the weight and press forward. You're not meant to continue to cycle around the exact same problem for your entire life. This is always going to be an issue for me. You're called to behold God and his ability and move forward in the freedom that he won for you on the cross. We get to give that away and what a privilege it is to do so. You guys are so wonderful. Thank you for coming and sharing your honest stories with us today. I'm going to put in the, in the show notes ways that our listeners can connect with you and connect with your work, or even just if you felt like either of these women said something that really stood out to you and, um, and encouraged you. I know that I always love getting the DMs like, please for the love. If anybody's listening to this podcast, you're like, this really just has ministered to me. Will you tell us that? Because it actually gives us fresh wind and a fresh breath for the work that we have ahead. And it's always just so encouraging to hear from you all. And I know that both of these women would love to offer an encouraging word and a friendly voice in your corner to encourage you to keep going and to keep following after what God has called you to do. For sure. Absolutely. Yes. Thank you so much. Hey, thanks so much for listening. If you have a second, leave a review or post a comment here on the podcast page. It helps this podcast to be seen by other people so we can spread this message far and wide. I cannot wait until next week and I'll talk to you soon.